0: This is a Federal News Network podcast.
1: The Veterans Affairs Department brass say they're in a better place now than in the early days of the pandemic. Breakdowns in the global medical supply chain meant VA had to adopt austerity measures, like being stingy in issuing personal protective equipment to its own employees on the front lines. Now, VA says it has a 30-day supply. But officials say even that's not nearly enough to feel prepared for a potential rebound. We get more now from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco.
0: The VA has struggled, like everyone else, to keep its shelves stocked with medical supplies during the earliest days of the pandemic. Now it's walking away with an important lesson under its belt. The traditional way of procuring supplies from its usual manufacturers has to change. Richard Stone is the executive in charge of the Veterans Health Administration, and he says the department has 30 days' worth of personal protective equipment. Here's Senate VA Committee Ranking Member John Tester with Stone.
2: Do you believe that to be adequate?
3: No. I believe that uh, we need to move to a 60-day supply. I believe that for a full second wave, we'll need an additional six months of supply. And either that can so, be supplied by the um, by the vendors, so our matching system, or must be in our readiness centers. So, d- d- Dr. Stone, so we're not we're not where we need to be. That is correct.
0: VA wants to set up regional readiness centers to collect and stockpile supplies. The concept is similar to that of a military depot. Here, Stone. So we
3: see four readiness centers, which will not only house equipment for us, but also house excess medical equipment that needs biomeds in order to sustain them, like the ventilators you talked about in your opening statement, as well as to house the four Battelle systems that we've obtained from HHS and from FEMA that can sterilize uh, reusable equipment. And uh, we are in the process now of sterilizing mass for a future
0: wave. Deborah Kramer is the Acting Undersecretary for Health for Support Services.
1: We are working with our partners at uh, DOD, FEMA, and Health and Human Services, and our commercial partners to get the material to build up and to sustain the operations that we currently have today. But what I need to share with you is that supply chain system is still broken. There is still a tremendous demand on all of PPE, not just in the United States but worldwide. And the manufacturing capacity has not caught up to the requirement. We are working hard every day to pull material in and to sustain operations, and we can't let down.
0: VA had been consuming 250,000 N95 masks a day during the height of the pandemic. Before the health crisis, the department spent $10 million a month on PPE. Now they're spending $100 million every month. Stone says no VA facility ever ran out of PPE. But CDC guidance on how many masks health professionals should receive and how often they should be reused did change. And Stone says those changes were difficult to get used to. He dismissed the idea, though, that VA's approach to PPE ever put employees in danger. 34 VA employees have died from complications due to COVID-19. Here's Stone responding to questions about those deaths from Hawaii Senator Mazzie Hirono.
3: Senator, my uh, number one responsibility is the safety of veterans and safety of the employees that have pledged their uh, work lives to the VA. Um, It is impossible for any of us to understand how these employees got this disease. We can go through privately the events regarding a number of these. We had an early death that occurred in someone who was moonlighting in another facility and carried it back to a number of co workers in an area that really was in no patient contact. So, to suggest, to suggest, uh, please give me a minute here, to suggest that it somehow uh, we have endangered our personnel is just not borne out by the facts. We'll be happy to go through and look at every single one. We're doing that at this time. And OSHA is involved in every one of our deaths.
0: VA admitted last week it wasn't there yet on coronavirus testing for its employees. The department says it wants to provide on-demand testing, but it's struggling to get the swabs and cartridges it needs to process those tests. 17% of the VHA workforce has been tested to date, and VA is testing roughly 600 to 700 employees a day. Both the chairman and the ranking member of the Senate VA committee say the department should be part of the Defense Production Act committee. It would be a better way to position the VA to help find the supplies it needs. It would also put VA in the room with the Pentagon, Department of Health and Human Services, and FEMA. Here's Stone. At no time
3: did FEMA, quote, take our supplies. There was a short period of time, immediately after the activation of the Defense Production Act, that every vendor and supplier in this nation paused delivery of some materials to await further guidance. As a result, there was a single week where we simply were not receiving supply orders. Therefore, we employed measures to ensure our employees had the PPE needed to be safe. We followed CDC guidance for conservation and prioritization of equipment, and there was never a point that a VA healthcare worker was put in danger treating COVID 19 patients without the material they needed.
0: VA reiterated, though, the global supply chain is in distress and it can't rely on those manufacturers in the same way that it did before the pandemic. But VA has supply chain management challenges of its own. The department's supply technicians currently have to switch back and forth between multiple systems to view inventory and then make purchases, and they often make many of those purchases on their own with government charge cards. Top VA leadership doesn't have much insight into who's buying what and when. Kurt Heisel is a former chief supply chain officer for VHA.
2: The current structure lends itself not to a unity of mission, vision, or a shared sense of purpose but to operational and functional independence. This creates a bias for action to do do what is thought best locally without thinking of the larger organization and oftentimes without all or much of the information. As a result, any nationwide standards of performance or best practices or efforts to implement systems of management are hard to implement and monitor which leads to the greatly varying results across the system we see today. It also takes an enormous effort to create transparency and to understand the big picture facing VHA supply chain. Oftentimes, the left hand does not know what the right hand is doing. VA corporate is not in control as it must be to achieve supply chain success
0: the VA has been planning to adopt the Pentagon's medical supply and logistics system for some time now. It's called the Defense Medical Logistics Standard Support, or DIMLs, and it's supposed to take seven years to implement. That seven-year timeline, though, isn't sitting well with Congress, or VA for that matter. Here's Kramer.
1: Five years is perhaps uh, possible, but we've got to talk to our Department of Defense colleagues. They're on the critical path to getting this system fielded, We cannot do it without their support, and we need to understand what their constraints are before we can actually tell you what a realistic schedule will be.
0: DOD Meantime is planning to move DIMLs to a new cloud-based version over the next two years. Nicole Grisco, Federal News
2: Network. Check out Nicole's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First. Always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online.
0: Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate Plasma at a Griffel Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at griffelsplasma.com